Welcome to the Veronica Campos podcast, where we have raw conversations, tips, and more about real-world topics. Motherhood, working moms, motivation, mental health, fitness, finances, time management, hardship are just a few topics. There are no limits on discussions we have. Hello, everyone. Veronica Campos here, your host, with another episode. I hope that you had a great week this last week. I definitely have been super, super busy to the point where I'm exhausted. (laughs) But honestly, I'm very, very energized, even though I'm exhausted, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like, yes, I'm really busy, but then it's like, I don't mind, but I'm just really tired, but I really, really don't mind. Um, being busy. So the reason why I'm busy is my assistant went on vacation. She's on maternity leave. So I've been doing everything on my own. Right now, it's kind of the slow season, kind of. It's definitely picking up, but I have been working a lot these last couple weeks. And yeah, so really, there's not a lot to talk about about my week. It's literally been work since, you know, nine in the morning when I drop off my daughter at school all the way to seven. And then I go home, spend some time with the kids, either go to bed, obviously like shower and everything and then go to bed or get, you know, keep working. I definitely have been wanting to just lay on the couch at least one day to just watch a show. So I'm hoping, I think Sunday, I might just take a day off. I even worked last weekend. So Sunday, I might just take a day off and relax. Um, But yeah, I've been pretty busy. I've been going to bed like around 9 p.m. So it's good. I've been getting good rest and I've definitely been prioritizing rest and you know sleeping feeling rested in the morning especially since I'm working kind of late and doing a lot I want to make sure that I don't get burnt out um and what else have I done this week did you guys hear the Shakira new song it's so good it's definitely very straightforward but I love it I love the song I feel like any anybody that messes with somebody that's married should get a song like that. <laughs> and I think it's so funny how Shakira found out how he was cheating with her jam. So what, what I've seen on TikTok is that she found out that Pique was cheating on her because she put jam in the yelera or she has jam in her yelera. And nobody else eats jam in her house, only her. And she started to notice that it was like missing, that it was like getting, getting eaten, like they were eating it. Um, So I think that was so funny how she found out that he was cheating. But it's such a good song. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Also, the new song of Miley Cyrus, the flower one, that one's really good. That one is like... I'm sure you've seen the TikToks of like everything she has in the video about him and like 
She's wearing the suit where he told her to calm down. She's in the house where he cheated on her for a long time. The lyrics are backwards from the song that he dedicated to Miley Cyrus like on their wedding. So just a lot. It's really funny. It's a good song. I like it. Um, But yeah, that's honestly nothing new on my week. Just I'm invested in the Shakira in the Shakira thing with BK. Also, this week, this coming week, I was supposed to close on my house, but just a lot of problems. That's the process of building a house. Um, I'm still excited. I'm still excited. We're not going to close until another month. And I'm not complaining. It's coming out really pretty. It's just that's how the building process is. Me more than anyone should know that I can't get mad that it's taking a long time because I've been through it a lot with my clients. So really, I can't complain, but it's been kind of a long process and I'm so excited to get my house and do a house tour on YouTube, decorate it make my gym, my office. I cannot wait to create my little podcast area where I can just go and create my podcast. Um, I'm actually vlogging right now where I'm at. I'm at the office, at my office, you know, my building office, like where I I come, not at my house. (laughs) And I just can't wait to have like my own space in my home and feel cozy and just throw parties. I cannot wait to throw my 25th birthday party. So I'm trying to go big this year. Hopefully I have my house by then. But yeah, that's how my week went. Today I want to talk about imposter syndrome. I definitely struggle with this Imposter syndrome. Let me give you the definition so that you know what the hell I'm talking about. I feel like if you know, you know (laughs) what that is. But in case you don't know what it is, here is the definition or what it means. The persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's owns efforts or skills people suffering from imposter syndrome may be at increased risk of anxiety what does it mean to have imposter syndrome imposter syndrome refers to people often women and high achievers who doubt their accomplishments or fear being discovered as a fraud i definitely think that i suffer from imposter syndrome It sounds weird, but I suffer from this. I have this. I definitely am the kind of person that when you compliment me and I'm obviously trying to learn on how to like go about it, but I don't believe in the hype of that people give me. I get happy for a minute, but then I instantly start thinking and bring myself down and tell myself you know you're not that important you need to like calm down and so I think that it could be a good thing or 
you know, a good thing that you have imposter syndrome because you kind of humble yourself down. But at the same time, it's like you're in a situation where you have achieved certain things in your life, but you feel not satisfied. And when I do achieve something, I tell myself, well, you could have done more. You know, you could have pushed yourself harder. You could have done more and achieved a higher, you know, I feel like if you are a high achiever, you know what I'm talking about. I feel like a lot of people will not relate to this. It definitely is something that people don't like to talk about because it seems like you are always not happy or satisfied or it might seem like you're ungrateful where you're at. And I do think that only people that are high achievers or have high expectations of themselves can kind of relate to this because when you mention it to a regular person, it can definitely make you come off as while well, you have all this and you're still not happy. But only if you are that kind of person, you know what imposter syndrome is and what it feels like. Like you, you, it's only a small group of people that could feel like this. I do think that imposter syndrome, like I mentioned, could be a positive thing because you hold yourself to a really high standard and it makes you push yourself more than what you would if you didn't have it. But I also feel that imposter syndrome sometimes can rob you from your happiness because you're overthinking so much on yes, I got this award or this recognition, but I could have done better. I personally don't mind having this because I do feel like part of my achievement of my achievements have been because I have this and it just I have this thing inside of me where I want to accomplish these huge things and if I feel like if I didn't have this I probably would be mediocre and just I don't know if that's the word mediocre mediocre (laughs) and just be average and just you know settle for the minimal which if that's what people want that's okay but that's just not who I am I'm more of like I have huge huge dreams and so having imposter syndrome to a certain extent I'm kind of grateful I'm not saying it's a good thing to have this but I do see it both positive and negative and I'm still learning how to you know handle myself with what I think I have imposter syndrome so how imposter syndrome shows up in my life is I have achieved a certain you know, things in my life. And somehow 
in my head, I don't think that I've done enough. Like to me, what I have accomplished is so little to what I want to accomplish. I don't celebrate much of my accomplishments. Like I'm this bad about it that they even have an event where I work at my firm for where you go get your award. I've won an award for the last like three, four years. I've never gone to this event to get this award because I don't feel that I'm good enough or I'm not where I want to be to feel that I want to go up there and get the the award because there's a higher award. And so it's that bad that I just rather not go because it's not the very top award. That is so bad, but this podcast, like I always like to say, is raw conversations and real topics that women go through because imposter syndrome does happen a lot to women. So there's this article, which I'm going to read a little bit about. Despite outstanding academic and professional accomplishments, women who experience the imposter syndrome persist in believing that they are really not bright and have fooled everyone who thinks otherwise. So when somebody comes up to me and tells me, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. I'm so like I, you're doing so amazing to me. I feel like I'm a fraud. Like I have people believing something which I have accomplished it. I have accomplished things, but I just don't feel like they're that good. And I don't know if this is good or bad, but I'm learning. I'm there's this there's a couple books that I really like and one of them is Relentless by Tim Grover. He talks about how Kobe Bryant and some athletes that he works with or worked with became good to great and he talks about like the different kind of people and how when they win they don't really celebrate. And so that's why I say, if you read that book, you know what I, what I mean when I say it could be a good thing because most high achievers and people that are at the very top have imposter syndrome where or they just don't celebrate their wins, which is kind of how I feel that I am. I barely celebrate any like big wins I just keep going but at the same time I am learning that it cannot affect the way that it shows up daily like I don't want it to be taking any of my happiness away so I'm currently reading this really really good book I'm not I don't read them I actually just listen to them But this one's The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan. This one is amazing. Such a good good listen. It talks about how the gap and the gain. So the gap thinking is focusing your thoughts on the gap 
between where you are now and where you want to be. And the gain thinking is focusing in how far you've come or the gains you've made. And so it says that it talks about how if you focus on the gain and not the gap, which is thinking how far you've come and you don't focus on where you want to be, it makes you happier. And so that is something that I'm trying to learn. And also, not just it makes you happier, it actually makes you achieve more because you're only competing with yourself and you're not competing with nobody else. And also you are just focused on how much you have achieved within the last, you know, couple years, which I have been doing. I have, you know, that I like to journal. So when I start to feel down, what I've learned and what I've been doing recently is I write in my notebook everything I have accomplished the last five years because one thing that I have learned is that has helped a lot for me is that I set my goals really, really high. And even if I don't achieve them, I I get better than the year before and I get better and better and closer to the goal. I don't have to hit the goal, but I rather shoot really high and, you know, hit close to it rather than not shoot high and then just be mediocre, if that makes sense. So I like to shoot really, really high. And if I, like last year, for example, I sh- I was shooting for a hundred people that I wanted to help, you know, in my business. And so I have in my wall a check marks of a hundred. And so because I had it so high, I was able to help 55, where it's more than half. And I shot high. Maybe if I if I shot even higher, I probably would have done more. But I do that so that I can, you know, push myself really hard. And if I just hit 70, I still or, you know, a certain amount, I still achieved more than what I would have if I didn't shoot that high. But I'm also very mindful of knowing that Yes, I could hit it, but if I don't, I'm learning to still be happy and grateful that I hit the 55. You know, that is what the book, The Gap in the Gain is about, which I'm going to tell you a little summary about it so that you know kind of what I'm talking about and it's explained a little bit more. So let me read it. So It says the gap in the gain describes two ways of thinking that measure your progress in life. Gap thinking is focusing your thoughts on the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. Gain thinking is focusing on how far you've come or the gains you've made. According to the authors, both styles of thinking have significant consequences for your well-being. The gap thinking is detrimental to your happiness, self-esteem, and physical health, whereas gain thinking improves these aspects of your life. So what I said, pretty much focus on 
what you've gained rather than what you want to hit so that you're happier. That's one of the things that I'm working on. I definitely don't think I have it imposter syndrome like crazy. Like I don't see like I have a medical issue. I just see it as, you know, I doubt myself and I push myself really hard. And if you're this kind of person, definitely know that there's other people like us out there that sometimes you do feel weird talking about it because like I mentioned earlier, you don't want to come off as ungrateful and stuff. So we just won't talk about it. I do think that maybe it is something that I have because of my past. Of course, I always have to bring up my past and my childhood because I do think a lot of things that we go that we have as adults have to do with our childhood, even though some people might not think that happens. I do think that as a grown up, you become a certain person based on what your childhood was like. And for me, it was very much people feeling bad for us and being the, how do you say it? Como, like always nos tenían lastima, you know? And so I have in my head that I never, ever, ever want to be like that as a grown up. And so that's why I feel like I have to achieve so much is because I grew up, you know, everyone nos tenían lastima. They always felt bad for us and always struggling and always, you know, growing up like I wasn't feeling that I was good enough so I always have unconsciously feeling that I'm not good enough to achieve big things or doubting myself that I feel like this can't happen to me because that wasn't the way that it was supposed to happen I feel like I don't have anyone in my life that has achieved huge things. And so that's why when I go into rooms or I am in a situation where I'm doing something higher than myself, like bigger than I've ever accomplished or anyone in my family has ever accomplished, that I doubt myself, you know, like if somebody that already has been in rooms and grew up with their parents being very successful, they probably don't have a lot of doubt, you know, because they've already been around that atmosphere their whole entire life. But for me, it's like I've never had anyone better than me. So I doubt myself. I think another way that I experience imposter syndrome is my age. I'm 24 years old. You guys, I'm 24 and I still can't believe I'm 24. That's why I say it. The amount of things that I have accomplished is insane for a 24-year-old. I started my career when I was 18 years old. And one of the things that I struggled with a lot was getting into real estate at such a young age and feeling like 
you know, I have no one in my family had ever, ever purchased real estate in my entire life. And I went in it feeling young. Obviously, I was young and I was a Latina and I was doing things that other people were not doing in my town, but they were doing them in another city. And so I started doing those things to stand out. And so I felt like I had imposter syndrome because I felt like I wasn't good enough or I wasn't, I didn't come from where other people came from to be in real estate, right? So that's how I've also experienced imposter syndrome. But I do think that if you are constantly growing and growing and learning, you're always going to experience imposter syndrome. I also don't think it's something that will ever go away completely or that should go away completely. What I don't agree with is imposter syndrome taking your happiness away from where you're at. I think understanding that you're going to achieve your goals slowly and that being happy and grateful for where you're at, but also that you're going to keep growing. So that is how I see imposter syndrome. I think imposter syndrome is a good thing and a bad thing, but I think that the way that you look at it is really important. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I loved talking about this. I feel like it's definitely relatable to a lot of us. Let me know what you think. Send me a message on Instagram. I would love to hear your feedback and what your thoughts are on imposter syndrome. I bet I said imposter syndrome a million times, <laughs> but I'll talk to you guys next week.